This interview was recorded on Tuesday, March 31st, 2020, and was released Sunday, June 7th, 2020, two weeks after the horrendous murder of George Floyd by Minneapolis police officers. This podcast stands for the equal rights of all human beings, no matter what skin color you are, gender, anything, walking this earth, and anything less is unacceptable. The systemic racism that was founded with this country must end and speaking out about change is a necessary way of making that possible. I hope that this message, this episode, and these outrageous times in the news and world will open the eyes of the blind so that they can see. I pray for everyone reading this message, as well as humanity as a whole, but especially for protesters. My girlfriend and I are both African American and have attended protests in D.C., the family of George Floyd, and the politicians, business owners, teachers, police officers, as well as anyone else with high socioeconomic status to make a change. Rest in peace, George Floyd. What am I willing to do to go get it? I push things aside just to go get it. I know my role. And I play my position You talking too much Please learn how to listen I never give up, I'm not quitting Welcome back to the Y Network, where we interview every job occupation A through Z, from the trash man to the CEO And ask them why they started their profession So that you can find your dream job too I'm your host, Coach Joe Thompson And today we have a very special guest with us It is Shanda Daniels Now Shanda is the co-founder of The Reclaim, a women's rights and gender equity organization that advocates for issues that affect women. She states that it can be a challenge. It can be challenging to find a safe space to speak out and be yourself. So she created one along with her co-founder. Shanda works to fill a gap that they see in D.C. women's groups often having tough conversations. And she feels that it is incredibly important to have the same conversations to empower and teach young adults. Now, she's got a lot to share with us here today. So, Shanda, shall I proceed? Yes, indeed. There you go. Now, how how are you feeling today, Shanda? <laughs> I'm great. I'm very excited to be here. There we go. I'm, I'm excited to have you <laughs> on today. And um, I'm, I'm very excited to talk about um, this topic. So uh, let's go ahead and roll right into it. So, Shanda, why did you, why did you, you know, um, become this uh, co-founder of this uh, great organization? Yeah, so I think for me, it was um, a few different reasons that really were the catalyst. But first of all, it was really hard. I am I identify as a black woman um, and I really love gender equity. And I felt like I was part of a lot of groups, but they weren't spearheaded by women of color. And I think because of that, you see like a lack of diversity in leadership. And I really felt like if I want to empower the next generation, they need to have a role model. So I kind of wanted to create that. So that way the next young black woman is like, I can be a leader and talk about women's rights, even though it's historically been a lot of white women. So that was one reason why. And then two, I just felt like I, in DC, it's really hard to meet someone. I'm a transplant, I'm from New York. And I really wanted to build a community that was like me, that was like minded that wanted to get together and become friends and talk about things outside of the day job, but also wanted to do something and advocate together. So those two reasons combined is really the catalyst. 
Very nice. Very nice. And let's let's talk about, you know, the process of even uh, starting to get into this. Like, how old were you when you um, said that, you know, this is this is something that I want to, you know, be a part of this, something that I want to do. And like, how long did it take for you to get this far? Yeah, so it was actually really quick. Um, I started this when I was 24. (laughs) And um, I actually met my co-founder at an event that was also about women's history. So it was very serendipitous. We're like, wait, you love women's issues too? Like, let's do this together. Um, She is a bit older. She's 31. And so together with her expertise and my wherewithal, we created this together. Um, And yeah, it took about nine months from the idea to actually launching. So it was about April 2019 to uh, to November 2019 when we had our first event. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Okay. So, and uh, let me, let me go ahead and ask you this. So do you think that you had like any childhood hobbies or habits that um, like led you to, you know, who you became today? Yeah, I think so. So my journey was a little serendipitous. Um, if you would have told me at 14 that I would be leading a gender equity organization, I would be like, I don't even know what that means. Mm. <laughs> um, I was, a, as a child, I really wanted to be an actress. And seemingly that's not like a transferable skill, but I think what really helped was that I was able to feel really confident and be able to speak to people, being really comfortable, like shape-shifting and new interests with all the different plays. So I think like having that like love of the arts really early on really broadened my perspective um, and helped me really get my creativity going. And then as I got older, I harnessed that creativity into my other jobs. I'm also a graphic designer. I also do web management. So I think having that interest really led me to the creatives later on. Very nice. Very nice. And, you know, with all that going on, I must ask you, what is yes. the average day like for you? Oh, my goodness. Um, s- lately, super unpredictable. <laughs> um, but I feel like an average day um, really is a jumble. I think I start off by one, catching up with the news, seeing what's happening, especially local DC news. Um, And then I go into talking to partners, figuring out how we can work together, emailing a bunch of different people. Then I have at least one or two coffee dates per day, I feel like as well. And then doing a lot of planning with me and my co-founder, figuring out what we should do, what our editorial calendar looks like, um, and figuring out what our next event will be. So a lot of that. But I also try to I try to wake up early to try to have some me time. I think that's also very important. Um, So I try to at least have some like levity. So I think I also um, like about 6 a.m. or so I start and I at least do a little bit of meditation or some or a workout just to kind of like ground the day as well. Very nice. Very nice. (laughs) So what do you enjoy the most about what you do? Oh, man. I think the community, and I know that might seem like a cliche because it's a community and collective, but I think our last event that we had was on International Women's Day on March 8th, and it was super incredible to be able to, one, interact with that many people, hear their feedback, like really feel the energy of community members and have people be really excited and wanting to participate and really wanting to do something. I feel like there's so much energy, especially in D.C., such a political city. Um, I think there's so much buzz around politics and wanting to be like 
an advocate. So it's always really great to be able to be in the community, talk to everyone about it and just feel their energy. I think it's the thing that gets me up every morning for sure. Very nice. Okay. What about, you know, the thing that you enjoy the least? Uh, emails. <laughs> I really dislike emails. And also like, this is also nitty gritty. I dislike operations. You have to do like the filing and, you know, all of the admin work, which is overlooked often, but it's really the baseline of keeping everything running smooth. It's my least favorite thing, but I know it's the thing that like keeps us organized. So emails in like reconciling operational things. <laughs> very nice. And that is that is a very common answer for um, every job that I interview. Trust me. So I'm I'm very uh, pleased with that answer right there. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're getting to my favorite question right here. And okay. that is, you know, do you think that grades mattered in school for the success that you have in your career today? Oh, huh. yes. And no, I'm going to say it did matter. Because I think, especially with my intersection, I think it's really hard to feel confident. There's a lot of external barriers that's telling you that you can't, especially being a woman, especially being a Black woman. I feel like often you're doubted, um, and it's really easy to internalize that. But I think grades were helpful because it enabled me to have that confidence and have kind of like a concrete way to prove that I am just as smart, just as valuable, just as um, for thinking like I, I think grades were helpful because I did perform really well in school and it only reinforced that I was capable. And I think it was really important in that regard. Um, and also help you get to the next step, right? Like I think doing well in school helped me get into a college that helped me exceed, um, excel into what I'm doing now. So I think it was a good platform, but I think it was mainly helpful because of the confidence boost that it gave me. Very nice. Very nice. I like that answer right there. And uh, let me let me go ahead and break down this uh, next question for you. So because okay. a lot of people, um, you know, throw this word around, but I really want to get it, make it clear. So what do you feel that your impact is? And by impact, I mean, you know, what do you what are you devoted to? What, what's your devotion? Um, and I feel like you touched on it when you when, when I asked you, um, you know, what you enjoy the most. But uh, can, let's let's go ahead and, you know, uh, circle back on that one. Yeah, I think my impact my devotion. I, I think everything I've always done um, has stemmed from helping people. I always wanted to leave, even if it's a small impact, leave something that's a little bit better than how I found it. Um, that's kind of the values I was instilled in as like a child. My mom was super, my mom is the most generous, thoughtful person. She will give someone the last $5 if that means she can't eat, if she thinks they need it. Um, and so I feel like I always grew up in a household where it's like, think of others. And so when it came to the organization, I feel like I carried that through. I, I think the biggest thing for me is having, being able to help someone, uplift someone else, and have and once and like like I said earlier, build a community that allows everyone to feel a little bit more. Oh, how do I say this properly? Just trying to find a little bit of comfort in something that can be really difficult, and to find solidarity. I think that's it. Did I get to the root of what you were asking? Yes, you got to the root. I <laughs> okay. love I love that answer right there. And uh, again, what a, a, an excellent interview. I mean, you you just you tackled every question head on. I have no complaints right now. And right. sadly, we are winding down to that last okay. question though. 
<laughs> so if there is just one piece of advice, just one that you could give to somebody out there listening who wants to be in the position that you're in today, what would it be? I know it's going to sound simple, but just go for it. It's really scary and it feels like you can't, but just do it and it will work itself out. I love it. I love it. And, you know, that that one right there, um, uh, you, um, half probably like half the people who um, come on this podcast uh, say that as their um, as their one piece of advice. And let me tell you that that is way easier said than done. It so, is. Um, yeah. So that, I mean, a lot of people have uh, a, a fear of being rejected, not even a fear of failure, to be honest. And um, it's really, really bad. I myself have a fear of regret. I don't I don't really mm-hmm. um, I don't really fear failing. I feel um, fear, you know, regretting something in the future. So I'll go for it. But a lot of people rather not go for it um, than to fail. And that is yeah. a terrible way to uh, a terrible mindset to have. So. Um, again, that's why it's easier said than done. But honestly, if you just go for it, again, everything will work itself out. It won't make sense in the beginning. It's going to be hard in the beginning. But at the end of the day, if you get through the process, you will become successful. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've made already tons of mistakes. <laughs> but exactly. you learn from those. And I think each mistake you make, I I think that's like a twofold, right? Like you can look at it as, as a failure or a learning lesson. And exactly. like the things that I was like, that did not, that was bad you take with you and you never make that mistake again. And so exactly. I think it's super helpful. I also try to tell people, I guess it's on to what you were saying too. It's like, I, I'm like, leave nothing unexplored, right? Like there's so much to explore. And if you're curious about it, just like check it out and see. And also like, yeah, just, I feel like that's also important. I feel like a lot of people are like, I only know this bubble. And I'm like, you, there's so much more outside of like this immediacy that you have no idea about. If you're curious about it, you should definitely explore. But it's hard. I mean, I was like this entire time, like it's been really, I think that's one side of it. Like I had so much imposter syndrome when I first started this. I was like, I'm young. I don't really know what I'm doing. I don't know anyone who's an entrepreneur. Like, how am I supposed to do this? But you got to figure it out. And I think it's also helpful because there's so many people who want to help. Like, I feel like I've never asked someone for their advice and they were like, they turned me away. So I think that's also been helpful and just doing it. <laughs> Very nice. You know what? I actually had um, that run down in my notes then because I really because in the in your original email that you sent me, yeah. you actually uh, had the imposter syndrome thing. And I actually had it in my notes uh, to mention it, and I completely forgot. So I'm happy you touched on that. Um, because that's a that's a biggie. That's I feel like, um, you know, a lot of people uh, and a lot of people won't uh, even sh- share that they went through that. So I'm very happy that you um, go ahead and you went ahead and shared that with them and, um, you know, made people feel comfortable that, you know, everybody goes through that. So I like I love it. I really love that piece <laughs> of advice right there. Yeah, I think like that's the hard thing. Right. I think that's why everyone's afraid of failing, because the people who do it don't really talk about it. So mm-hmm. it's like they did it and it was perfect. And like I like I might make up like make a slip up. But you're like, no, we all have. Um, we just like broadcast the good part. But I think if we're more honest about how hard it is for everyone, I think it will make it a lot easier for people to take that leap. Because if they slip, they don't feel like they're falling as far um, because they understand that everyone has like setbacks. 
um yeah and I don't yeah it's I don't want to have this facade that it's like oh like perfect like it's definitely hard but it's super rewarding um but yeah it's a lot of doubt (laughs) very nice I love it I love it a lot I love it (laughs) and Shanda it has been an excellent 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 interview now if there's any way that my audience can reach yours whether it's a website social media uh even a book uh, you go ahead and shout it out so that I can leave it in the link in the description so my fans can check it out Yes, of course. Um, on all platforms, I am at Shanda with a C, uh, C Daniels. And then I also, my website is shandacdaniels.com. And then the Reclaims website is thereclaim.co. C-O. Very nice. Very nice. And folks, the link is in the description below. Make sure you go and check out Shanda. She's doing great work. And as you know, guys, there are three types of work, a job, a career and a calling. Most people have a job. You're lucky if you find a career, but you are truly blessed if you find your calling. And I hope that me and Shanda helped you find it here today. That is a wrap. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to leave a review so that someone else can discover it, too. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn at YI Network for episode updates, weekly takeaways, quotes of the week, and much, much more. And if you or somebody else you know is passionate about their job and would like to share their story, email us at whyimpassionate at gmail.com. Again, whyimpassionate at gmail.com. Talk to you soon, folks. And I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen, I never give up, I'm not quitting I'm persistent, I'm willing to go the distance I feel like I'm up on the mount, like I'm pitching I'm fighting the 